Hey, all you bald and balding people, Kristen and Paige here. First of all, we want to thank you so much for tuning in to our first guest series. It means the absolute world to us. And next up, we have our mom series, which we know you guys are going to love. It was amazing recording with all those beautiful moms. We know you probably keep seeing us post in our stories about this, but it takes a village for our podcast to grow. If you could please pause this episode right now before you listen and go to the top of our profile wherever you're listening to our show right now, please do. Ratings help people find our podcast easier. We want to be able to continue to grow, but there's only so much our hosts can do. We need your help. It will only take a few minutes out of your day, so please go leave us a rating if you're an avid listener. Thank you. Those bald chicks are here to slay. Stop what you're doing, plug in and play. Those bald chicks will make your day. So stop what you're doing and say, Those bald chicks. Hello, all you bald and balding people, and welcome back to Those Bald Chicks, your favorite alopecia podcast. Obviously, you know who I am. I'm Paige, and I'm here with Kristen to end our first of many guest series. Yes, you heard that right. First of many, because we're going to have everyone on that we can to share your story. We decided to end it with us answering the guest questions that we gave to all of our guests. So, let's kick it off, Kay. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. What made you start advocating and spreading awareness for alopecia? Huh, interesting question. Uh, (laughs) Well, I never thought I was going to come out publicly with this. I thought I was going to honestly tell my family and friends, but I never in my lifetime would have thought that I would go public with it or post it on social media. It would just be something I had and my family and friends knew, and that was it. So that being said, I found a support group And, you know, those people at the time were like, you should do it. This is a great idea. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh, I guess I have to. And then you came to me and were like, let's start a podcast. And I'm like, oh, shit, (laughs) now I really have to because how am I about to be a co-host on a podcast and not be public with my alopecia? So it was kind of like a plethora of things that came together. I think mainly the podcast, though, because I was like, I don't have to post on social media if I don't want to. But... If I want to spread awareness about alopecia via the podcast and talk about it on my socials, well, here we go then. What about you? So, yeah, I never intended, because we all know Kristen hid under the wig for 19 years. (laughs) (laughs) Which I semi-regret, because, like, what if I would have started, like, 10 years earlier? Where would I be now? But, anyway. all the time. Journey is a journey. It's a journey, and we all get to decide when. So mine was basically kind of kicked off when I got my last suction wig. She was telling me about a little girl that had just got diagnosed with it and her mom was getting her one of these suction wigs. And I thought to myself, how awful is it that we're fast forward 20 years and there's still people that are freaking hiding and not wanting to show who they truly are and are scared of going out in the world bald. Yeah. And then I thought to myself, I'm also scared to go out in the world bald. Like, what is going on? So then I don't know, I started looking at social media, I started like finding a whole bunch of groups. And like you, I found that support group. And then I was like, you know what, let's just let's just post a picture. So I'd never taken a picture bald, ever. And now we're going to take a picture bald and post it like that was mind blowing. It was like you said, and then I was vacuuming one day. And I was like, hey, we should start a podcast. Who, Who do I know? 
And like, yep. Oh, Paige. I know Paige. Let's do this. <laughs> it's crazy to think. I just posted a post about not having any documentation of my alopecia, which is so true. I have right? nothing. I don't either. I have nothing. Like I have a couple of photos with like hair and patches. Yep. But like nothing from like way back, except for this hideous grade eight photo with a bandana, pimples down my face, fat <laughs> because of prednisone. Oh, it was bad. I was like, <laughs> we need to tear this <laughs> You go, oh, that's why. <laughs> yeah, that's why I have no documentation of this. Yeah. I, same with me though, because when I found that video, I sat there for a second and watched it probably 50 times because I'm like, I took a video of it out of all things, no pictures, but I literally kept a video of my hair loss, which if you were me in my alopecia, I wanted nothing to do. If I took a picture, because I would take pictures of my hair all the time because I couldn't see any of my hair loss in the back. So I'd snap a picture, look at it, and then delete it. Delete it, right? Permanently delete it because I'm like, I don't want these to be leaked. (laughs) Who would leak my photos? Who the hell am I? No one. (laughs) But I thought, I thought everybody was out to get me, swear to God. So it's crazy to think that I still had that one. Nothing else. Just that video. That video. And that you kept it. Yeah. You didn't delete it. Yeah. No. And I'm like, why? Why, why would I keep that? But I'm really happy I did because when I looked at that video, I looked sad. Like I look miserable in that video. I look worn down and my hair is so greasy. That's another reason why I think I took pictures in black and white and stuff when I did take videos or pictures of my alopecia because you couldn't really see the grease because I didn't wash my hair that often. I was scared it would all fall out. Well, the shower is a scary place when you're losing your hair. Worst worst place. Yeah. (laughs) My biggest enemy. Yeah. (laughs) Damn you, shower. God. (laughs) All right. Question number two goes to you first is what are the best resources or people that have helped you along your journey? I will say my mom, she was my strongest person in my life. She was my rock and she, she pushed me out of my comfort zone too. Like, um, there was times when I would have it grow back because of treatments that I was doing. None of those officially worked, but you know, whatever. She pushed me out of the house. She was just like, no, you're going without a bandana today because you need to embrace this. And, you know, pushing me out of my comfort zone, but being that rock, that was, that was huge. And I didn't have social media when I first started losing my hair, right? We had, we (laughs) barely had internet. Okay, I'm old. Yes. But just her, you know, doing whatever research she could to find wig shops for me or treatments for me or anything like that. Like she was the main person who did that for me. So mine would be my, my parents too. My dad didn't really know what to say in regards to it. He would just always tell me, oh, you're, you're beautiful. You'd be gorgeous if you shaved your head and stuff. But he was my dad. So he didn't really know how, cause he was like, well, I'm going bald. And <laughs> cause my dad is going bald. Like he didn't get it, but he's super supportive. My mom understood it most. And I think she got the brunt of my anxiety along with my Uh, boyfriend at the time too because everyone was my enemy even my mom or or my ex because it was like if they suggested something that made me very uncomfortable they would be my enemy like why are you trying to get me to do that and what if my hair blows the wrong way or what if this or I mean I just remember having conversations with my mom like what am I supposed to do with my hair to go to this wedding like I don't know how to how to style it anymore without my bald patches 
looking weird and she'd be like well call this place and see if they'd come here and help you and I'd be like no (laughs) I don't want that but like I would just freak out so I would definitely say that those two people helped me the most in the sense of really helped me not go to the deepest depths of the yeah yeah because I was there I was right on the brink of it most of the time and you know I was depressed all that time but I think I don't even know how I climbed out of it to be quite honest. I thought I was just going to be like that the rest of my life. Honestly, I would just wake up like, okay, yep, this is my life. I'm just going to be miserable because I have hair loss. I think it was finding support. Honestly, everyone says it. We say it time and time again. Instagram is a support and find your support groups and people that have alopecia. But I don't think people really realize how monumental that is in your journey. How oh, I found these people and I resonate this way and we can literally talk about anything and I don't feel ashamed because you get it. Like, you know what I mean? Exactly, it's, it's right? It's monumental. So I'd definitely say that, finding your people. I would have to agree. Finding your people is definitely, definitely yeah. one of them too. Definitely. You know, it's funny that you should say that because I don't think I ever went into like a huge depressive state because of my hair because I was 13, right? I didn't really... Right. I don't know. I don't think you think about those things when you're that age, right? And my dad had had a disease that basically took all the muscles in his legs and he couldn't walk. And it like, you know, you watched that progress, right? But he always had a happy attitude, no matter what was thrown at him. And I was just like, you know what, at least I'm healthy, right? right? Like I can still walk. I can still use my legs and my arms, right? He's, he can't, and he can still have a good attitude. So it was like, it was also like watching that. And I mean, we didn't really talk about that too much but it was just more of the like you know me watching him do that so that's interesting that's interesting that you never really had that part I've had many different types of depression for many different reasons um I think the first time I had depression was in high school um and then this hair loss depression though when I had it it was like a monster it wasn't like the depression that I've dealt with over the past couple of years with the pandemic and everything and, you know, my seasonal depression and I have so many types of depression. <laughs> it, it just creeps on. But this was like, it was damaging. It was, I'm pretty sure for seven years of my life or eight years of my life, however long that was that I had alopecia and let it control me, it was wasted. I don't really remember doing many things during the last seven, eight years of my life because my hair loss controlled it. I didn't go anywhere. If I had to go somewhere, okay, I have to go to this wedding. Okay, I have to go to this family party. But during that, I hated everything about it. Every minute. So you weren't even like really there. I wasn't even like living life. Yeah. So I feel like I was just trying to make it day to day, which is really sad to think about because that was my whole 20s. That was all and it's my really, 20s. It's really interesting because like, I mean, I got it when I was 13. So I've had it longer than you, but I feel like you've gone through it worse than me because you got it later on, right? Like you yeah. could, I don't know how to describe this. Like every age that you can possibly get alopecia has pros and cons to it, right? When you're born with it, it's like, okay, well, that's all you've known. You know, when you're 13, yeah, I got bullied in school because of it. But you right. were like, you know, 24, what, 23, 24? 21 years 21. I had normal hair. Okay, so. And then I just did But then you knew yourself as that. So yeah. it's like a whole, like you have to switch everything. Mm-hmm. Like everything switches. And 
uncontrollable. Why, yeah, and that's why it's so interesting to hear about people that have had it since they were born. Because yeah. that's all they've known. So they were... That's why when I look at people... That's why this is a perfect situation and explanation of why you should never compare your journey or or mm-hmm. why you can't go out in public to anybody else. Because I see women all the time on social media going out to dinner, going out here, going out wherever, bald. And they don't even care. But then I find out that, you know, quite a few of them have had it most of their lives. So they're just used to it. So flip that situation for me is most of my life, most of it, like it's 21 years of my life and I'm 29 now. So most of my life I had hair. I I was, I never worried about hair. I just had it. So all my other problems in life, bullying in high school or boy drama or friend drama or whatever, family drama, that is all I focused on for 21 years. And then at 21 all of that became so stupid and nothing compared to my hair loss because then I had hair loss and I went, oh my God, my whole life I've been worrying about A, B, and C and then I got hair loss and went, oh, holy shit. Like this is the big, this is the big storm that's happening in my life because it did so many things to me. That's why it's so weird. Like the love-hate relationship you have with hair loss is right. I swore it to hell for eight years. I was like, this is the worst thing that could possibly happen to me. I, I thought that because I literally, that was my life. And then yeah. when I came out with alopecia and, you know, these last year and a half, I think it's been, where I've been finding myself outside of my hair loss with my hair loss too. So it seems like I talk about my hair loss a lot, which I do, but I don't have to focus on it as much. Like on social media, that's basically all you see. But my life, my actual life that I live, I barely focus on my hair loss anymore. And it years ago, it was switched. Everything was my hair loss. Hair loss and I couldn't yeah. focus anything else with my life. Like I just, I couldn't, make strides forward and now it's switched so the love-hate relationship is so hard to explain because I would have given anything to get rid of my alopecia eight years ago I would have I swore it up and down I thought it was the worst thing possible and now that's not the thing that I would change if a genie came to me and said what can you change there's so many other things in my life people I could help I mean, mm-hmm. like, I have people that have cancer in my family. I have people that have died. I would bring people back from life. <laughs> like, or hey, back that's from the one dead. of the rules of the genie is not allowed. I know. Did you watch it? I know, right? <laughs> no. But it's like, literally, I, I wouldn't choose that because it's like, well, what would be the point? I have basically come to terms with it now. Why would I reverse that? Also makes you into a different person like the empathy yeah. that you feel for others after you've gone through something like this so it's like would yeah. I change that no would I that I struggled with for quite some time mm-hmm. I remember when we first met there was a big conversation with the support group that we were in where it was like if there was a pill would you take it at first I said no and then we weren't really in that support group anymore. And then I came to a thing where I was like, well, why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I get all my hair back? Of course I would. But now I'm to the point, the third part of where I'm like, 
but would I? Because it's like, it's who I am. And would I even want to do anything that I'm doing anymore if I had hair? Exactly, right? Me having hair loss, as traumatic as it was in the beginning, is helping other people. So in a sense, it's my way to help other people in this life and kids and, and women and men and et cetera, et cetera. So why would I change that? Because helping people through it faster than I had, like I didn't have anybody to help me through it. I kind of just did it by myself. So being that person or one of the people that people look to, to, oh, what do you do for this A, B, and C? I don't think I would ever change that. And I don't know if that, like, I hope that made sense. (laughs) Oh, it definitely, it definitely made sense. When you're sitting in the hair loss thing, it's like you think about all these different things because for years I was like, I wished my hair would come back. But now I'm like, we help so many people. We get so many messages. And it's like, if I never lost my hair, where would I be today? What would I be doing? Who would I be helping? Because like, like that's how I get through life is wanting to help people. And I feel like hair loss, the things I used to worry about and care about, God, the people I used to hang around and be friends with and let the people that I dated that I just let cheat on me or, you know, mentally abuse me and stuff like that. I think my hair loss has literally made me one of the strongest people I've ever met. And I'm not saying that just to like be like, oh, you're such a badass, but like, I used to be a very weak person. Oh, yeah, she's a badass. (laughs) Motherfucking badass. Well, I used to be a weak person where I just let anybody walk all over me. I would be like, yeah, okay, well, we'll do what you say. And I'm not like that anymore. And I love that I'm not like that. And I love that I enjoy life more. I did not before. Like, I just, I cared about stupid stuff. And it's almost like alopecia opened your eyes. Yeah. Because I actually soak in life moments now. Like, I'm with Damon. I feel like I love harder now, which is crazy. I'm, like, madly in love with Damon. Like, like, I know that sounds silly. Like, oh, yeah, you're madly in love. Sure. But, like, truly, I feel like my hair loss let me love harder because I stopped focusing on stupid stuff. And I focused on the things that matter. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, I deal with some shit and, you know, I got a lot of stuff going on in my life right now that I would change tenfold. But when I actually sit down and look at this, where I am, in the house that I'm at, the person that I'm with, the little family I have with my animals, like, just that. Not anything outside of that. What I see 24-7 is this little situation right here. How happy I am with that is like, oh, it's all worth it, you know? Exactly. Like, I think alopecia, literally, I know that sounds insane, hair loss made me realize all of those things. So, my God, that was a long question. (laughs) Right, right? All right. Let's go to the next one. Good Lord. What was the hardest hurdle to jump when it came to your hair loss? Ooh, you're up first. Oh, God. (laughs) Well, I think kind of going off what we just said, there's been so many. Accepting my hair loss, one. The second one would be accepting it to the point where I don't want to change it. That was a big one. Where I don't feel less than anymore was a big one. God. Still, ooh, this is a rough one. Realizing that even though people you meet that have alopecia, that doesn't necessarily mean like you have to be friends with them. (laughs) It doesn't mean that they're incredible people. 
because um, they're still people when it comes down to it. I mean, I have met incredible people in this community, but I've also met people that have been super judgmental of me growing my hair out, me having eyebrows or not representing alopecia in the right way. I mean, Kristen and I have literally gotten that by doing this podcast, people telling us that we're not representing alopecia or hair loss correctly. Um, they, uh, I drew on my eyebrows, so I'm not representing hair loss. Yeah. Oh. We've right. gotten, the crazy thing is, is behind the scenes that not many people talk about are the people that DM you, the people that say comments in, on your stuff that you delete because you just don't want to deal with them. But just the rudeness that comes with it too. Like, yeah, we're spreading awareness, but we do, do we get those people that come in out of the woodwork that have certain things to say that aren't very nice. So I think holding on to myself during all of these life-changing things aka hair loss being the main one and still knowing who I am and finding myself completely was probably the hardest one what about you hardest hurdle jump was to take off the wig and figure out who the actual f I am and who I want to be that was huge for me it's been taking a lot of looks back at the past of like what have I been carrying around that I don't need carry? Like when you did that post there of like, remember the things that you're carrying and why, why are you still doing that? Why are you holding that weight? And it's like, yeah, I've done a lot of soul searching since right. I removed the wig to figure out, you know, just my life in general. Who do I want to be? And why do I feel the way I feel in certain situations? Like I was holding on to a friend of mine that I had for like 16 years and she was not a good friend. And I was like, why do I keep holding her? And, and I realized it was because a couple of friends left me and I was like, okay, well, I got to hold on to every single other friend that I have, or I'm going to lose them. And it's like, yeah. wait a second, you have some really good people in your life. Why do you need this person who's causing you pain? Mm-hmm. And so I Absolutely. think just, that's a hard one. It's hard. I've had many of breakdowns with Damon where I'm like, what, what am I doing wrong? I feel like I'm being everything I can be as a good friend. Why am I deciding to leave all of these friendships in the past? And Damon's like, because they were hurting you. Yeah. And I'm like, but I feel like I did something wrong by leaving them, by telling them I don't want to be friends with them anymore. I feel like I did something wrong. And he's like, you can't blame yourself for something that you didn't cause. <laughs> No, exactly. Right. That's that's a hard one, too, because it's like you only get so many good friendships in your life. It's hard when you lose friendships that you, one, are very close with in Mm -hmm. the beginning. And I don't know. Yeah, that's that's a rough one. I know. Right. Let's not dig too deep into that one. No. (laughs) Oh, shit. This is going to be me. What lesson took you the longest to learn? Oh, my God. You know what? The longest was self-love. I do not need to talk to myself negatively in the mirror. I can be my biggest supporter. And you know what? I'm really good at supporting others around me. So why the hell can't I give that to myself? That's a hard one for me too. I think being kind to myself. The craziest thing is, is I love who I am as a person. I love how creative I am. I can say all of these things about myself, right? I love how creative I am and how smart I am and blah, blah, blah. But physically, I have a very hard time saying nice things. (laughs) Oh my God, that's me too. Physically, I am looking at every stretch mark, every scar, every zit that comes Mm -hmm. in where I'm like, oh, mm -mm, that's not Mm -mm. it. Get off my face. Yeah. I don't know. I have a hard time giving myself 
a good com- like compliment physically about myself. So I'm right I usually there. go to my eyes because they're very blue, but <laughs> but I'm like, Kate, you are not allowed to give yourself that compliment yep. anymore. I like, talk about my eyes else. too. I'm like, ooh, my green eyes. <laughs> you say that because i do the same damn thing i'm like oh i got pretty green eyes and oh david gives me shit for that all the time yeah he gives me crap for that all the time he's like god be nicer to yourself i'm like oh yeah i definitely need to be but i'm working on it so that's all you can do you know that's right that's right it's a it's a journey again it's everything is truly yeah all right what is your biggest fear and biggest motivator in life Guess what? You're first on that one. Woo woo! Oh, yeah, I am. God, biggest fear. I don't have many fears. I know I said I'm not that big of a fan of heights, but I think it's just because I used to love going on top of mountains. I just climbed a mountain when I was in Virginia or uh, wherever I was. So I don't have an issue with it. I think I just, I'm scared if I do fall because I don't want to yeah. die. I want to keep living. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think that's why I fear it because I'm like, I want to keep living. But I'm not scared of death, though. So I don't know. I don't, I honestly don't know what my biggest fear is. Maybe will I have to deal with depression for the rest of my life? Mm, yeah, that's a good one. Will it just always be a cloud over me ready to pounce, I guess? Because, man, do I deal with it. I would say my biggest motivator, as cliche and corny as it sounds, I would definitely say Damon. That man. Not cliche or corny whatsoever. He pushes you. <laughs> that man you guys... moves mountains for mm-hmm. me, man. I have never met a person. I've had a hell of a life. Man, I could write a book. I could do a series on my life. But that man is the nicest person I've ever met. And he is willing to put me first every time. Even though I tell him, put yourself first, he will put me first every time. And that kind of just pushes me out of my comfort. And helps me keep it going, I guess. And obviously, behind me is a business that I am still working my ass off for. So he's one of the main reasons why I did it. I kept doubting myself and telling myself, no, 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 you shouldn't. Absolutely not. This isn't going to do well. And Damon's the person that told me that I need to. So that's awesome. That's so good. I don't have any biggest like personal fears, but you know, honestly, it's like since I lost my grampy, it's. It's losing important people in my life oh, is my biggest fear. Definitely. And I'm assuming that's also one of yours probably. Yeah, so I didn't even think about that. I guess death doesn't scare me as in me dying. Yeah. Um, Others I don't want dying? To die. I don't want to die, but I mean, it doesn't terrify me. Yeah. I can't really think of a world without my parents in it. And I can't really think of a world without my grandparents in it. So Right. And as they get older, you're just like, oh, I can't even think about this. But Yeah, that, that's actually a good one. Being, yeah. being left in a world with people that you just because that's the craziest thing is like as we're on the topic of friends and stuff and losing them it's not like losing family like no your family is who you have been able to be yourself with your entire life well most of the time and I don't know what that world looks like without them and my brain can't even comprehend it because I'm like what what is a world without them exactly right so yeah Yeah, that would be that's a good one yeah, biggest fear for sure. Biggest motivator. Been so many things over so many years. My family and Kyle, they have just been my biggest supporters all the time. And lately, my biggest motivator is the alopecia community because we need to do more to help not only ourselves, but like everyone who comes into a world of alopecia, we need to be there for them. And I yeah. think that's just been my hugest 
motivator for doing what I do. Like sometimes, you know, like with the bad comments, like we were saying, I just want to quit. (laughs) Right. And then I'm like, you can't quit. You're doing such good work. A lot of times, I mean, we're going to be fully transparent. We always have been. A lot of times, Kristen and I have been like, (laughs) what are you just throwing the bag? Like, the stuff we have gotten from people outside, inside the community, just stuff we deal with, life, like, we still have crazy stuff that happens in our lives. We've thought about throwing... It never stops. Yeah. (laughs) We've thought about throwing in the towel quite a few times, but... I mean, the community is so big, especially with the Rio situation. That mm-hmm. kind of like jump started a lot of our ideas, a lot of our what we're going to do next, what we plan on doing. That kind of just set it in stone where we're like, oh, okay, yep, this is why. What like, we're doing is important and needs to keep being pushed through. Yeah. No matter what the trials and tribulations Paige and I have to go through, we are here for this yep. community and we always will be. Yep. Absolutely. All right, last question. What is one piece of advice that you would want to give to someone new to hair loss or possibly regressing right now? I think the piece of advice that I would, you know, want to go back and tell myself is give yourself some time to deal with this. Like give yourself the grace that you require to just figure this out not only on your own, don't even listen to the outside voices. Like what do you feeling is necessary for you in this moment? If you want to put on that wig, put on that wig. If you want to leave the house bald, leave the house bald. That is your choice. The biggest thing for me is the choice, not being like, oh, what should I do? Do it for you. Yeah. Mine would be don't don't put so much pressure on yourself. If you don't want to go somewhere, don't go. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the times um, there were people I felt uncomfortable around or situations I, I didn't want to be involved in because of my hair loss. And I pushed myself to do it anyway. And it made my depression worse and it made my situation worse. And I would retaliate on people instead of myself. Also, another one, if I could go back in time and change or tell myself to change something, it would be to be nicer to the people around me while I was going through the really dark times of my alopecia because they were my punching bag. The people closest to me that knew about my hair loss were the only people that knew, so they got everything involved in it. I didn't hold back because I needed some outlet to show my anger, to vent, to talk about it, and it ended up you know, being people that were the closest to me that I hurt along the way, um, which I regret. But those people have forgiven me. (laughs) So I think one of the best things that I was told after the fact, me coming out publicly with my alopecia, my ex, I apologized to him for all of the crazy stuff I would say during it. Because I thought he was cheating on me. I would say crazy stuff to him. Like I was just going through it as all of us know. But the thing that helped me really kind of come to terms with my alopecia was he said, My whole thing was, why did you stay with me during that? Like, why not during my hair loss? Like, he was great. He would wake up with me and, like, spray my hair with that root spray and stuff. But it was the mean me that would come out and say terrible things and put all my anger on him. Why did you stay with her? And he said, because I knew she wasn't you. I knew that that wasn't you. And I knew that you were in there. I know. I know. Right. (laughs) I don't even have any tissue. I'm out of tissue. Anyway, continue. (laughs) No, and he said, I knew it wasn't 
you. It was your hair loss. It was what your hair loss was making you. And I remember him telling me that and I just broke down because I was like, that is everything I needed to hear and more. Because I literally thought, not only was I dealing with hair loss, but I was becoming someone I didn't want to become. It wasn't me. I'm not a mean person. I am not mean and I don't like to be mean. And that sentence of him saying like, because him and I were still friends and we had crazy drama and crazy stuff like Damon and him are good. They talk or have talked and everything. And it was kind of like, I knew that I was the main issue I blamed him for years being the issue. And I've come to terms with knowing that I was the one that caused all of it. because, And not because I meant to, but because of my hair loss. And um, I know it's different for other people too, where like people shut down. I didn't. I, I came out of the woodwork of being mean. And me being able to apologize to him and him being able to tell me, I know it wasn't you. Like, this is you. He's friends with me now and he knows who I am. And he's like, see, this is you. That wasn't you. It was nice to know that, oh, okay. Like, I'm I'm forgiven for that because he knows that my hair loss did all the damage and it wasn't actually me. So that was a long-winded answer. (laughs) Um, We loved it. But I would also say if you did have moments like that, I know there's probably people out there that let their anger come out when they were in their hair loss, I would definitely say if you hurt people that you didn't mean to hurt, reach out to them because they probably yeah. need to hear from you. Just like I did. Um, but yeah. All right. It. Well, ending on a tough note. <laughs> I know. Ending on that very emotional <laughs> note. Good Lord. Yeah. Even brought Kristen to tears over here. It's fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> our chick bit for today is quite relevant with our conversation. In a lifetime, you will make 396 friends, but only one out of 12 friendships last. Isn't that, makes, that something it, crazy to think about? It makes about? sense, though. It makes complete sense. Yeah, going from true, when you start but, to get friends, kindergarten, till how old we are now, the amount, of, most of those friends I don't know anymore. I mean, it's rare that you know someone that you've been friends with since kindergarten like that's unheard of yeah um i have grade five that's crazy right yeah but yeah one out of 12 right right? well you guys know the drill you want to get a hold of us email us at thoseballchicks at gmail.com or send us a message on instagram or facebook all the links to everything you need is in our direct me which you can find as you know in the episode description thanks for listening to us rant for almost 40 minutes (laughs) until next time guys ball pack out